1: You've probably heard about the topic we're discussing today. Seems like there are new reports every day about people throwing things at performers while they're performing on stage.
2: Yeah. Stars used to seem excited to get on stage. Just listen to this interview Harry Styles did last year with Odyssey's Brew.
0: Do you look for anything in the crowd or are you just excitement to like play these songs in front of people?
1: Yeah, I think... um... You know, obviously it's the day the album comes out, so it's kind of, it's just exciting to get to play Mm -hmm. um, the songs for the first time for people. That's right. Harry Styles is actually one of the people who has had an object thrown at him from the crowd. That happened last month when he was performing in Vienna. B.B. Rexa showed up to a show recently wearing safety goggles after getting hit in the head with a phone and someone tossed a vape at Drake during one of his recent shows.
2: Adele even warned fans not to throw things at her before shooting a t-shirt gun into a crowd. And while I was researching this episode, a video of rapper Cardi B throwing a mic at the audience after getting a drink thrown at her went viral.
1: Now, we don't condone violence here at Something Offbeat, but you can understand her frustration.
2: These incidents seem pretty scary. I'd be freaked out if someone threw something at me.
1: Yeah, especially when you think about the fact that when you're up on stage, and, and I've emceed a lot of events in my life, and it's it's kind of the same thing. The lights are mm. blinding. They are right in your face. You can't see anything out there. So if someone does throw something at you, you're not going to see it coming.
2: So we need to know more about what's up with this. So we reached out to Emerson College professor, Kristen Lieb, author of Gender Branding and the Modern Music Industry, The Social Construction of Female Popular Music Stars to explore what's going on with this weird, concerning trend.
1: that's Lauren, one of our producers. I'm your host, Mike Rogers, and this is Something Offbeat. What's happening? What's going on here?
3: I hate this trend so much I can't even <laughs> tell you. I think there are a lot of things going on at once, right? I think certainly it's a it's an attention grab and that may be happening for a number of different reasons. So it may be something as simple as um, the social media effect that saying, you know, I'm going to go to the stars show because I love them, but also they're famous and I'd like to be famous and maybe I can use their platform in some way in order to become famous myself, right? By making them react to something I've done, I've sort of effectively stolen the show for a moment, right? Even if it's totally antisocial, even if it's physically assaultive, even if it's something that in my everyday life, I probably wouldn't think to do.
1: So they have a friend get video of them throwing something on stage and then they put that on TikTok or whatever. Yeah.
3: I mean, why you'd want that is beyond me, right? Like I'm obviously not the person sort of committing these assaults, but you know, the idea, yeah, of, of becoming, you know, famous, even if it's for really um, antisocial reasons, I think that's definitely a part of it. I mean, the other thing that I've been thinking about lately is, you know, when I was coming up as an academic, I would read things about celebrity and a number of, Academics sort of made the observation that stars are beloved for being like us in some ways and then not like us in other ways. And I think there's like a flattening of the like us and an erasure of the not like us, right? So we oftentimes stars aren't really talked about anymore for how amazing they are at what they do, like what's put them up on stage in the first place. And they're talked about for all kinds of different things. If they're just like us, why do they get celebrity and like I, this fan in the stands wanting to hurl a projectile on stage? Why don't I get to have that kind of attention and affection and adoration and connection?
1: Here's the thing, though, you you know, we talk about the social media aspect for it and the selfies, as you mentioned, and the videos, they're not exactly making it difficult for the cops if if they want to figure out who did this, are they?
3: Right. I mean, and that is one thing that I mean, I don't want to say I find anything encouraging about this trend, but. I decided to kind of follow up on those stories. Like after I heard about them, I thought like, I am hoping that we're not just sort of like shaming these people and saying, hey, you know, just in case you forgot from when you were five years old and you learned this in kindergarten, don't throw things at people, right? And so it does look like the stars are pressing charges and it does look like people are being held accountable from a, a legal standpoint and they should be. And I think if anybody sort of lost the thread on, you know, how you're supposed to behave in a large you know, communal setting at a concert, um, I think these examples, as long as there are consequences for the people committing these acts, I think that people are going to remember that these rules are actually in place and it isn't like a free-for-all where you can do anything you want to get anything you want.
1: You have alluded to this, the boundaries at, and the barriers at public events like this, they've kind of shifted in recent years.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, well, number one, you know, nobody was able to be social for a couple of years there, right? So people, uh, you know, younger people may never have been to a concert before, may not have sort of learned the norms of being in those kind of spaces.
1: Young and old. A lot of people just have no manners.
3: But I think a lot of people beca- became a lot more self-focused uh, during, you know, COVID in the time of isolation and maybe lost how to, I mean, we, you know, people make jokes all the time about people forgetting how to drive and forgetting how to be in all kinds of shared spaces. And I think the boundaries and barriers have shifted. And
1: this isn't like, you know, women throwing panties and room keys up on stage at a Tom Jones concert. This is serious. People could be injured up there.
3: And they have been, right? I mean, people have gone to the hospital. People have gotten stitches. I mean, this is, you know, this is assault, right? If you wanted someone to like you in real life, you wouldn't whip a phone at their face and like hope for a good outcome, right? So there's there's something going on with fans maybe thinking, you know, maybe they've seen the star on a screen so many times that they have kind of like, lost the lost the capacity to realize that the person is actually like a a vulnerable human being with a body on stage. And it's not just something like depicted on a screen for their amusement. Right. There seems to be some sort of erosion of that understanding. And they're being treated more like the object on the screen than than the person on the stage.
1: And full disclosure, my wife did once throw a pair of panties up on stage and I was there. I saw it happen. I looked over and she wasn't there. Well, where did she? There she was.
2: Okay, Mike, I'm going to have to stop you there. First of all, your wife sounds awesome. Second, I need to know more about this. Fill me in. Was it a Tom Jones show?
1: It absolutely was a Tom Jones show. And you're right about my wife, by the way. She is awesome. We went and I was watching the show and enjoying it. And then I looked and her seat was empty. She didn't tell me she was getting up, going anywhere. It was just empty. I looked around, couldn't find her. Finally, right down there in front of the stage, there she was, had something in her hands, twirling it and throwing it up on stage. And and it was in fact a pair of panties.
2: I love that story.
1: Well, at least it wasn't a room key, right?
2: (laughs) That's true, that's true. You're safe with that one. I think panties are cute. I support your wife. On this note, I looked into something for this episode that I never thought I would research. When and why women started throwing their panties at Tom Jones, who is now 80.
1: He's 80 and they still do it. And they Mm -hmm. probably will as long as he's performing. I don't know when it began.
2: So according to The Guardian, the knicker throwing, that's what Jones calls it, it started at the Copacabana nightclub in New York in 1968. There you go. At first, people were giving him napkins to wipe his brow, and then one woman got creative, and she decided to give him her panties. Jones, at that time, uh, gave them back to her and told her not to catch a cold. This trend also popped up at Beatles concerts, and it actually continues to this day. Um, In addition to that vape that Drake got thrown at him, he also recently received a bra on stage.
1: So maybe he's the new Tom Jones. Have you you ever thrown anything up on stage at a show?
2: You know, I have not, uh, but one time I did yell, I love you at Madonna, and I like to think that she heard me.
1: I bet she did.
3: (laughs) To my knowledge, no one has ever been hurt by a pair of panties being thrown on stage.
1: Does gender play a role in this at all? Are women targeted more?
3: I think so. I mean, I I certainly, you know, as you were saying, you know, people will throw soft goods at male artists, you know, like Tom Jones, like, you know, a rose or a pair of panties or something like that. But again, I think social expectations of women are different. I think music industry expectations of women are different. And I think there is an expected graciousness of women stars that that doesn't apply to male stars where like if somebody throws something at you and hurts you, you're expected to, you know, come out like the kindergarten teacher and tell people why that wasn't very nice and why it hurt your feelings and your body.
1: So what are the stars going to do about this? How will they respond? They're not going to stop touring. There's too much money there. But at what point does chicken wire go up around the stage?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've I've been thinking about that. Like, you know, if, if you put yourself in that situation, right, as you and I talk, neither of us has a reasonable expectation of something, someone whipping something at our faces and it makes it a little bit easier to do our jobs. Right. And so, you know, if you were up on stage, what would you want? You think about it. And, you know, one of the things I thought about is when you go to major league, you know, baseball parks The areas where foul balls typically go to, there's like netting there, right? So like, you know, netting is a possibility. Protective eyewear is a possibility, but that seems really invasive and annoying. You know, not allowing fans to bring phones in would be another thing. I've seen that happen at a lot of comedy shows where they don't want people to record jokes and then spoil it for people in subsequent um, stops on the tour the other thing that I've seen that I, I'm, I'm liking in some ways is that some artists are starting to speak back and say like, if you throw something at me, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, I think when, when we look at women artists, even if it's someone physically powerful like Pink, there isn't a reasonable expectation of her like jumping off the stage and retaliating. Whereas I think it's different with men and in different genres. If you think about like rock or rap or punk or anything like that, so I think some of the women are starting to preemptively say, don't try that with me.
1: What is the ultimate solution then? I, I guess it's just you got to somehow make people understand or remember that those people up on stage, they're people too.
3: That's right. I think there has been a real erasure of that. I think a lot of people live through pop stars in different ways. There's a sort of protective layer that's supposed to exist between the fan and the artist. And I think that's what's been sort of decaying or eroding over time. I think, you know, we used to have artists have brands, right? And a lot of people didn't like that, but the brand was sort of like a protective layer that the artist could live inside. It seems like the brand part has has collapsed for a lot of people and it's their personal selves on the line, which is, again, I think can be good for audiences to see someone just like them going through things that they've gone through. But at the same time, it puts that stars human self on the line for, you know, the rudest commentary you've ever seen for physical abuse, for all kinds of, you know, criticism that they don't deserve. So, I think, as you said, the recognition of them as like human first and then stars, like a sort of re-education is in order, right? Like it's like you can't just do anything you want to these people you allegedly love and hope they're going to get up again and again and again and continue to like, you know, live for you in some ways, right? We can't sort of use them as, as human sacrifices.
1: I'm Mike Rogers. Thanks for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Barry and Chris Blake. With audio editing by Chris Blake. Original music by Myron Kaplan. And editorial support from Cooper Maw. Now to keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app, or Spotify, or Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got your own offbeat story as always, we'd love to hear about it. So please send it to us at somethingoffbeat at Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y